Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today we are in Judges 9 and I am back in the podcast studio with Mr. Garrett Weichel. Hey, Emma. Garrett, it is good to have you back. It's good to be back. You know, to be here. I'm glad you're here, but this is, this is going to be a fun conversation because we sent you an email. We were like, hey, every few episodes, there's an interpretive challenge. It's printed in the journals that we try to tackle some tough verses on the podcast. And so we said, hey, Garrett, uh, you want to come on and talk about verse 23, which reads, and God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the leaders of Shechem and the leaders of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech. And Garrett responds to this email and I mean, what'd you say? Essentially, he was uh, I like, think I said, no. we could, I could totally join for the podcast, but I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so Garrett, why? Like, why was that where, where your mind went? Yeah. So I went there because that interpretive question is like the epitome of missing the forest for the trees. Hmm. Even, even more so than that, it's not even just a single tree. It's you're looking at a single leaf on the tree <laughs> that you're missing the whole forest for. And it's not even a very nice leaf. Like it looks like all the other leaves, yeah. comparatively speaking. And so I said that because this chapter sticks out like a sore thumb in the book of Judges. Like you've already uh, been through eight chapters before this where you're watching these cycles of sin show up and Israel's getting progressively worse and worse and worse. And it's all about how God's delivering his people Israel through these judges. And in this chapter, you have this guy, Abimelech, stands out like a sore thumb because it's not even about a judge. He's not a judge. And so this book called Judges, we've hit a chapter in it where there's no judge that's being discussed. And so what even is this chapter for, but to be a super abnormal, um, weird history of, of things we really don't care about seeking out. And so like the fact that an evil spirit's involved, Compared to you're just like, the weirdness of this chapter at all, like that's already weird. And so your your point is, hey, that's not the question we should be asking. The question we should be asking is, what in the world is the point of this chapter? Like, who is Abimelech, and why is the story here? Certainly, that's, those are the first questions we should be asking. All and right, so, let's start there. Um, we could totally talk about the evil spirit thing as we go in the narrative yeah, because it, it plays a narrative point, but it doesn't play the primary point. Amazing. So this story uh, really starts in the end of chapter eight because I mean, our, even our. Uh, chapter verses and numbers aren't necessarily inspired by God. They were right. added later. Uh, and so we see that back in chapter eight, Jerubal or Gideon, as most people call him, I think. Yeah, I, well, you really throwing out the just, fancy just name there. Just to Jerubal is the coolest name that I could ever have somebody rename somebody be. It's literally let Baal contend. And so like back in, in Gideon's story, the people of, of around them who all believe that Baal is this powerful God said, well, if Gideon's so powerful, let Baal contend with him. And Baal never did because mm-hmm. Yahweh proved himself so much more powerful than this God who frankly doesn't exist. And so no one could contend with him. So let, let Baal contend. Baal couldn't with Gideon. That's why he had this name Jerubal. And so that story continues to show how as Gideon died, the people of Israel did what they've always done, which is turn again and go after Baal and go after these false gods. And in verse 34 of chapter eight, it says, and the people of Israel did not remember the Lord, their God, who had delivered them from all the hands of their enemies on every side. And they did not show steadfast love to the family of Jerubal, that is Gideon, in return for all the good he had done to Israel. Hmm. And so teeing up this chapter, we have these two problems. Number one, Israel's turning away from God again. 
And number two, this judge whom God raised up to deliver Israel, his family is now not being taken care of. And so when we step into chapter, verse one of chapter nine, now Abimelech, the son of Jerubal, it's like, okay. We should read Abimelech, the son of Gideon. The son of Gideon, yes. Uh, my father is king, mm-hmm. which even just saying king there should elicit a negative response because right. there is no king in Israel yet. Right. We haven't hit the next book, which is when the kingdom is established. Mm-hmm. There, the king in Israel should be God himself right now. And so later in this chapter where it says and Abimelech reigned as king over Israel for three years, we should red be like, flag. oh, red what? flag, red flag. They don't have a king. They don't. Have, God is their king, period. Yeah. And so uh, with, with that, as we, as we continue this chapter, we see that Abimelech goes after his mom. Gideon had uh, wives with concubines. He had mm-hmm. 70 sons. And Abimelech basically says, I'm the best one. So he goes to his mom's family in a city called Shechem. Uh, he gets the people of Shechem to unite with him against Gideon's family. And he goes and murders almost every one of his other brothers to claim kingship. It's like not against Gideon's family, against his own family. Against his own family. And so he is now one of those people indicted in Judges 835. And they did not show steadfast love to the family of Jerubal. Mm. That is Gideon, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, What verse are you in? That was, that was chapter eight thirty five. Oh, okay. Um, again, because awesome. chapter eight matters yeah, in our interpretation it's, of chapter it's nine. It's one story. And so as we see this play out, we see the last son of Gideon mm-hmm. come and pronounce a curse upon the people of Shechem and upon Abimelech for taking Israel and defaming it mm-hmm. and continuing to lead this nation toward further and further sin. And so as we see this play out, we see uh, the curse that uh, Jotham, this son uh, gives against both Abimelech and Shechem begin to uh, start to unravel here. And that's where we get to this idea of like God sending a, a an evil spirit. Mm-hmm. And so um, we see that this judgment is going to come upon these people who hate God. And so if we're jumping down, we're now we're in uh, chapter nine, verses 22 onward. And Abimelech ruled over Israel three years. Again, this is not a ruler who's been put here by God. By God. No. That's a problem because all these other rulers are. God himself is supposed to be ruling. Mm-hmm. So in verse 23, to, to the question you asked earlier, and God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the leaders of Shechem, and the leaders of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech, we're seeing now a, a change in the narrative where Shechem, who is the family of Abimelech, is where his mom is from. Um, those that he said, let's gather up against the other people in my quote unquote family under my father and let's rule ourselves. Now that family, the city that he from is starting to gang up against Abimelech. So we have this civil war that's basically starting. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the purpose behind this evil spirit. We see why God would send an evil spirit. And even then that that language evil spirit has some nuance to it, which I'll get into mm-hmm. in a second. Okay. But verse 24 shows that that stuff. It says that the violence done to the 70 sons of Jerubbabel might come and their blood be laid on Abimelech, their brother who killed them. And on the men of Shechem who strengthens his hands, strengthened his hands to kill his brothers. Hmm. And so that's, that's the curse that Jotham, the other son of, of, of Gideon that survived this massacre pronounced upon them. Hmm. And by the end of the chapter, we'll see the people of Shechem and Abimelech all facing the punishment and having a completely dissolved relationship between each other for their sin. And so just to know this evil spirit, it's an unfortunate translation. And so <laughs> we, we love it when that happens. We can't enforce our like New Testament ideas of demonology, mm-hmm. like directly onto this. Sure. When we think of spirits, especially how the Old Testament is using this language, there tend to be more of an agent for God for a necessary event. And this evil piece. An agent for God 
for an unnecessary event. Yeah. So, so God is not the author of evil. God has never been the author of evil, nor right. will he ever be the author, right. author of evil. However, God is sovereign over the means by which these negative things can come. He allows bad stuff to happen. Certainly. And so uh, he has sovereignty over however this is. And so in God's um, judgment upon these two very sinful actors, Mm -hmm. he has an evil spirit be that which causes the dissolved relationship between them Mm -hmm. uh, and brings this dissonance so that they now are against one another. And so we can't enforce our own meaning. We can't just say that this is blatant spiritual warfare for sure. whatever it is. Um, those spiritual war- warfare is real. Um, the war has been won, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. This is a it's different. different context in a different time using different language and different tools to communicate these different things. And so again, Daniel Block, New American Commentary would say this is more like a malignancy or experiential misfortune mm. um, that comes with this spirit. This comes with this agent that, that's driving this problem between them. It's more of like an ill spirit if mm. we're going to put that in that way. A bad it's, attitude? Bad is, <laughs> not bad too, maybe oversimplification, <laughs> um, but it's more like bad to good. Mm. So instead of being a good spirit, it's just a bad spirits. It's giving things that aren't ideal. Hmm. And so it's bringing about a negative effect. And it's because Jotham cursed him in this way. So as this whole thing plays out, you read some 60 verses when you were reading this chapter. Yeah, it's long. It's all history and it's all people we don't care about. And we all are so <laughs> acknowledging that these are just bad people, which fits the theme of Judges incredibly. It's a story of, of bad guys. Yeah, exactly. And it comes all the way to the end of the chapter where it says, it kind of puts this note on everything before God raises up actual judges in chapter 10 mm-hmm. to talk about judges again. Uh, verse 56 says this, thus God returned the evil of Abimelech, which he committed against his father in killing his 70 brothers. So we see God's justice there. So we see God's justice in his judgment of Abimelech. Mm-hmm. And God also made all the evil of men of Shechem return on their heads. And upon them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Drubal. So if we're trying to come away with a big, what is this chapter even mm-hmm. about? It's that when the nation of Israel turns from their God and does continually what is evil in their sight, because there was no king over Israel. It's Judges, what, 21, 25, is that right? Yeah, right at then. That's the, I mean, one of the theme verses for the book of Judges. We see that play out. They are doing what is right in their own eyes, but God continues to be sovereign over his people. And he continues to bring judgment where justice is necessary and right and good. And he does that because he's a just and right God. Mm-hmm. All so that he would continue to deliver his people in this time in the way of judges. But in the future, he will deliver his people through a greater deliverer, yeah. a greater judge. So good. A greater prophet, a greater king, the true king, the one who will reign forever, which is the son of God incarnate, Jesus Christ. So good. Garrett, thank you for being here. Really great, great walkthrough of Judges 9. Grateful for you. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.